Hi everyone, it's Stephen Handysides and we are back for another exciting week of podcasting and I have a very special guest and it's Dr. Sharma who's one of our Diamond members from Skin Rejuvenate in Perth and um, I've been so excited to actually uh, have this interview Dr. Sharma because you know Perth seems to be such a a long way away for for everyone to comprehend in this world. However, it's a fantastic market and you seem to be doing extremely well from when you set up to where you're at at the moment. So thank you for joining the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Stephen. So, Doctor, can you you just talk a little bit about, you know, your background, how you sort of um, sort of really sort of set up your first practice and, and what was your sort of inspiration behind doing that? Yeah, so, you know, I, I graduated um, from medical school 2012, so I've been a doctor for the past six years. And even from the early days, I've always had an interest in, in the cosmetic side of things. Um, I, you know, I, I like my science, being being a doctor, but but also the artistic side. So having finding a, an industry that combines the the science of medicine but also a real art to it um, really appealed to me. So um, I started looking into the idea of, of non-surgical um, treatments that were available um, and, and that really got me intrigued. So my first inspiration also was my wife as well. So we, she had a few um, things that she wanted wanted done as such um, that really bothered her, made her self-conscious. And being, being a fix-it man, being a doctor, I thought, look, I need to fix it. <laughs> What can I do? Um, so um, I got Googling, got researching, and I really uncovered and discovered this this whole world of cosmetics, this this world that, that is all hush-hush in medical school but because no one wants to talk about it, but, but it's there and it's thriving. And I thought, why not do this? Why not launch myself into this? Um, that, that was, that was my, my first experience with cosmetics, really. And look, I mean, as you know, I've sort of um, I've been to many different countries and uh, explored uh, uh, different practices and different treatments. And you know, in, in Australia, I think you know the quality of service and and the results um, I've been very very impressed with. And I mean, it, Australia still seems to be in some ways it's a little bit behind in some of the technologies, but in other ways it's very very advanced. And I mean. What when you were first thinking about setting up a practice? What did your colleagues think? Were they uh, did they think you were um, silly uh, setting up something like that, or did they were they behind it? Yeah, look, I think I think um, silly probably is the word. So whenever if you're a doctor, people think, look, you're supposed to be supposed to be saving lives. You're supposed to be in the emergency department, you know. <laughs> so when you come up with, look, I want to be a cosmetic surgeon or a cosmetic physician, um, it does raise us some eyes. Um, and you know that that's never stopped me before. The naysayers have never stopped me. Um, once I've decided, look, I really want to do something like this, I'm, I'm all into it. So. Um, it sort of egged me on even more the fact that the other doctors were looking at this with, you know, what are you doing? Um, the other thing is Australia is always behind when you think about cosmetic treatments and it's never at the forefront. So I really wanted to create something special, especially in Perth, which is um, really the, the loneliest part of, of Australia as such. So I thought why not create something where where people see see Perth as a, as a destination or a place where we deliver the cutting-edge technology. Um, you mentioned there that 
over uh, around the world that there's a lot more advancements and I've always wanted to, to bring those that, that knowledge and those advancements to Perth. Um, a lot of my education, I've liked to do it by travelling. I feel that um, in, a, in a very highly competitive Iceland um, environment of Perth, um, it's, it's very hard to get cutting-edge knowledge. And, and by travelling, you know, whether that's to the UK or Italy, I've tried to pick the brains of those who are at the forefront of this field and, and find what they know and bring it to Perth, bring it to our clients. Well, you, you've done so well already and, uh, you know, how um, I really sort of, we, we, you know, sort of got introduced to each other is, uh, you know, you won uh, the Rising Star Award um, mm. at the My Face, My Body Awards, which is which is a huge achievement because, as I say, it's it's not just locally, but you know um, you can really benchmark yourself internationally with it, and I think that's a that's a huge achievement already. And um, you know, being and visiting your practice in Perth, um, you know the the way you've designed it um, is very clean, uh, very powerful. I mean, how much sort of work went into sort of creating the design of the practice? I mean, what what, what thought had, uh, had to go into it? Look, a lot of thought needs to go into something like that. And, um, you know, my, my my belief is that if you want a job done well, um, call on the experts. Don't think that you, you can do everything, that you you know, you're, you're, you have the ability to, to be the best at everything. And I think that a lot of doctors can fall into that trap, that they think that, look, I'm, I'm good at everything now. But, look, I, I stick to my thing, which is cosmetic treatments. Um, I feel that I'm good at that and, and I do that well. But in terms of design, in terms of planning, I leave that to the experts. So um, we were quite lucky to hire a, a very um, specialised design team that had a lot of experience doing medical fit-outs, um, um, my wife's a lawyer by trade, so she knew all the legalities around things. And really, we had a, uh, a good think tank to, to sort out the, the design and the planning of this new clinic. That's um, great. There's, yeah, there's, and, and look, there's no point in, in half-assing things. You might as, if you're going to do something, you might, might as well do it well. So exactly. really, I decided, look, I'm going to call in the big guns and let's do it properly. Look, and I think, you know, and that's the right way to do it because – it's not just about designing the practice. It's it's really designing your um your patient journey, uh, and the design of it. And that's why a lot of thought goes into it. And I've seen a lot of practices um they really go wrong. They've gone for, you know, this uh, they've seen something off a movie and it's a state of the art um sort of practice, but it has no functionality to it. And I think um you know you've got a really nice balance between the clinical versus um you know being a very sort of comfortable environment. I mean, how how difficult was it to find um, the right location? Because you know they always say location, 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 right? So, um, was there many? Op- how long did it take you to, to to find the location? Was there many opportunities out there? I mean, did you have to turn it into a, a, a clinical practice, or, or was it already um, a medical practice before you arrived? Yeah, so look, when we when we arrived and uh, when we saw that location, it was an empty shell. So it was just concrete and walls. That was all it was. It was um, it was nothing but that and a vision, really. Um, prior to being in that practice, we were we were renting a room um, at another medical clinic, which is a very small area, really just as a pilot to test the idea. And we were overwhelmed by how many clients we were getting, the good feedback we were getting, despite only renting a room in a clinic, um, and and that really took us by surprise. So we thought, look, we've outgrown this place. We need somewhere bigger. And luckily, the, the place right next 
door to us um, came for sale and we thought, look, we've been here, people are used to us being here, let's just buy the place next door. Um, it was just a shell at the time, but, um, you know, we, we saw the potential at hand and, and, we, and we purchased it, um, and what, fitted it out and went from there. I mean, what, what advice would you give other um, practitioners in terms of taking that first step into should I set up my own practice and and what are the things really to you know, the things that you've learnt in what to, to avoid or any sort of advice you can give in, in that initial setup. Yeah, look, I feel that uh, my main advice is you have to spend money to make money. So there's a lot of people that, um, you know, do, do counting counting dollars here and there. Um, I don't think that's the big picture. I think um, uh, the big picture is getting something set up and you, and you have to spend money on that. Um, the other aspect is... Uh, there's a lot of clinics out there that are focused entirely on, okay, how are we going to make money? Um, and, yes, that's that's a very important side of things. But when we started, you know, renting a room for a medical clinic, my aim was how do I make our clients happy? That was that was the only thing I thought. How do we give good results and get people smiling as they leave out the door? Um, you know, the profit was a secondary thing. The, the primary thing was, was the patient journey, um, which really has been emphasised by being part of the, the Diamond Academy, um, is how important the patient journey is. If you keep clients happy, then you make money. Um, if you don't clean, you keep clients happy, you don't have a clinic, you don't have a business. Um, the business is not you, the business is the clients. That's right, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, all, all of you, um, you know, running a business, I mean, how important is it for, you know, client retention, word of mouth, and, uh, you know, the way to really achieve that is that is that focus around the, the customer experience and um, making sure there is that referral network there uh, and having those um, processes in place, um, which you've really started to do. And I, I can see that, you know, you're reaping the benefits in that. So that's that's yeah. well done. I mean, what's what's been your strategy in when you first set up the practice? How did you how did you get patients through the door? Was it through friends? Was it through clinic openings? What was your sort of strategy on that? There was, um, it was a multi-pronged approach. So obviously when you set up a practice, your, your, your friends want to come in and get their treatments done. That's, um, that's a nice, um, easy, relaxed way of doing things. Um, social media, I found, was absolutely invaluable. Um, there's a lot of older practitioners out there that miss the aspect of social media. Um, you know, yes, websites are important. Yes, Google ads are important. But social media is absolutely invaluable these days if you want to get people through the door. Um, it's very easy to um, to engage people with the right sort of marketing through social media. So we found that that was the, the primary thing that, that brought people in. Um, we initially tried to keep our budget manageable and, um, you know, had a reasonable website and um, reasonable Google ads, but we really invest a lot of time and energy into into our social media marketing, whether that's Instagram, whether that's Facebook, whether that's Snapchat, all of those things. I cannot imagine you doing Snapchat. Have you done Snapchat? <laughs> that is amazing. Well done, you. <laughs> what's what's been what's been one of your most successful posts on on social media? Is it is it been a before and after photo? Has it been a story? Do you, do you recollect any sort of anything that you thought? Wow, I just can't believe that that really worked as well as it did. The, the turning point, um, it was, um, you know, my wife's idea. She's uh, she's very creative in terms of um, social media marketing. Um, it was a post about, about wrinkle relaxers or Botox, and it was a 
it was a tongue-in-cheek post, and we, we followed that th- uh, trend through our advertising. Now, um, it was a picture of a of a wrinkly dog, um, you know, with a with a big <laughs> smile on its face, um, and and the caption said, "Did you know our wrinkle relaxers are so and so dollars per area, or whatever?" Um, so the yeah. the tongue-in-cheek attitude of that post that made people feel comfortable about our clinic before they even looked us up. Um, you know, there was no pretentiousness about it. It was a very casual, calm sort of post. And that really hit it off. You know, we got thousands of shares on that post. It really um, um, became popular. And it gave us the impetus to to think about our advertising and have some appeal to it. So not just the standard, look, we do lip fillers or we do this. Have something where people look and it gives them a smile. You know, they crack a smile. Yeah, I think that's, you know, what social media is all about and which a lot of us forget is that you've got to have that personal touch. I mean, people buy from people um, just because, you know, you're a, you're a, a doctor and, um, you know, we, you know, it, it, you've still got that personal touch and, and it's even more important, I mean, to have that rapport with any sort of patient or client, isn't it? Um so the more comfortable you can make them feel prior to them coming in, then um, they're obviously going to have treatment and then speak about it in a positive manner. So um, I, I think that's great. So was that dog your dog? or uh... No, it was um, one that we found off the internet. Um, I forgot the, the name of that breeder dog, but it's the ones that have, you know, there's rolls and rolls of wrinkles on yeah. their face. And um, it, was a, it was a really cute dog. And a lot of people have come in and given us the feedback. You know, I decided to come to your clinic because that picture was really funny. That's that's the reason why they came in. Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, I, we, we called it the roly-poly dog, and it was in New Zealand. Yeah. It was uh, promoting a, uh, a toilet paper um, <laughs> uh, brand, and, and it was and it obviously went extremely well because they had the dog uh, for 10 years, I think, <laughs> promoting those adverts. Oh, that's, exactly. That's great. We've also found that um, Facebook Live has been a, a very key way of promoting our business as well. Um, a lot of people find the cosmetic world quite inaccessible. They're, they're worried that they're going to get judged. They're worried that they're not up to standards to visit a clinic because of all the fanciness and the shininess in the clinic. And um, I found that breaking that barrier, I do my treatments on Facebook Live. Um, you know, the camera's rolling. I'm talking to people while I'm injecting. They realize I'm quite approachable. I'm not scary. All the staff are very friendly, and it, it really puts them at ease. Yeah, that's great. That's a great way of doing it. That's fantastic. Because we, we've found also uh, video being, um, you know, very, very effective in terms of, you know, meeting the doctor before, feeling like uh, they've already met you, um, where, you know, you're so busy, you don't really have time to answer a lot of the questions that are, are, are the general questions everyone asks. So if you can do things like Facebook Live as you're performing the treatments or by producing videos and stuff, I think um, that's a great initiative. I like that. That's fantastic. So what treatments did you did you start with in the practice and then what did you evolve into? So, look, I started with um, Botox and, and fillers. That was the majority of our practice initially. Um, with, with the fillers, we were doing rather simple sort of fillers, you know, lips, cheeks and things like that. Um, over time, the complexity of the treatments we're doing has, has much involved because now I've done thousands and thousands of treatments. Um, we're doing a lot of treatments that other clinics don't feel comfortable doing because, you know, I guess, I guess there's a risk involved in all procedures. Um, things like frown line filler, forehead filler, nose filler. Um, I get a lot of people traveling very far 
to request those specific treatments because of the the artisticness that's um, that's involved in that. So um, you know the filler area has certainly developed. Um, we've also branched off into doing some laser treatments, especially vascular lasers. So um, I've got a doctor only laser that that um, is for vascular concerns, so spider veins, things like that. And I get a lot of referrals through dermatologists and things asking to treat patients for rosacea or spider veins. So you get a bit of a, um, a two-way street happening with other providers. Um, we've, we're doing the most thread lifts in Western Australia by far and potentially Australia. So we've um, branched up into doing thread lifts. Um, I've developed my own um, uh, methods of doing thread lifts that give um, far superior results than than the standard methods of doing them as well. So I started to become quite known for doing these thread lifts. Um, we also branched off into um, travelling um, traveling to different regional locations and doing treatments there, bringing these sort of treatments that those places haven't seen before. Um, so, yeah, the, the portfolio has grown and we've got another clinic opening up that, that's going to be focusing on, on liposuction. So, so really, um, it's growing more and more and more and I anticipate it will keep going. That's fantastic. I mean, how does it um, – can you just give us a rundown? Where, where are you up to at the moment? Because um, I – you were talking to me about launching a um, you know a liposuction clinic in um, in Perth, and um, so how far are you away from that? And then um, I'd, I'd love to know. I'm sure all of our listeners would love to know how, how did you um, how did you go about sort of you know financing the second location? That would be really interesting for us. Yeah, that's um, that's a good question. So. Um there was a development that was occurring in East Perth and I had my eye on that from day one. I thought, look, that's a great location to start a clinic. Um, and, you know, I was, I was watching, I was watching a Louis Theroux documentary. I don't know whether you're familiar with Louis oh, Theroux. I do. Or not. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he had a, he had a, um, a segment where he was covering plastic surgery and he was having liposuction done. Yeah. Um, and I thought that looks amazing. And so that's been ticking over in my head for, for quite a number of years now. Um, and I found this location that um, is, is five times bigger than our current location. And I thought, look, we can put an operating theatre in here, do this properly, um, and 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 move move on from there. So currently, we've we've got the location, we've purchased the location, we've got um, the the fit out is is ready to go. The the final plans are there. We're waiting on the, the health department to give us the final tick, and then we'll have um, permission to construct. So really, it's towards the end of it. Um, I wish I could start tomorrow or yesterday, but, you know, you've got to go through the regulations. Um, the, cool. the other aspect in, in the Western Australian market is that um, liposuction um, under sedation should not be done in a non-accredited practice. And there's a lot of people doing that, look, which is their choice. But ultimately, for me, patient care is, is first and foremost. Keeping patients safe is first and foremost. So establishing a place that was accredited by the health department um, made me feel comfortable in that we'd have all the checks necessary to ensure that patients are safe rather than, you know, just starting it wherever we felt like. So, so those were some important considerations. Um, in in terms of financing it, um, we, we had the, the turnover from our current business, which really I would say in the past year our revenue tenfold, increased tenfold in a year, um, which which really, really surprised us. So we had that that income to show to justify starting um, starting a new clinic. So that's how we achieved the finance for that. 
Fantastic. I mean, that's that, that's amazing. I mean, the, the big question I think, and everyone um, always asks, and and it's it's one of the most challenging is is employees. I mean, um, what's what's your strat been your strategy in hiring and and managing staff? Yeah. So um, I really enjoy hiring staff, and and so does my wife Ankita. Um, we. I like to see passion, um, knowledge, experience. Look, that's all well and good, but I'm not convinced that that's the most important thing. I like to see passion. So whenever I, we hire staff and we interview them, I want to see the passions shine through. It doesn't matter whether they haven't had experience in the cosmetic industry, but I can see that desire and I'm happy to cultivate it. Um, we've The couple of nurses that we've got, I've, I've trained specifically myself from scratch because there's no bad habits but their their desire and their passion to become cosmetic nurses is so much that they're willing to work hard. Um, you can teach knowledge. You cannot teach passion. Um, so the other thing I prefer is people expect a certain standard when they come to see me for treatments. If I train all my staff in my ways, I can rest assured that they can see any one of our staff and get the exact same treatment because we have the exact same knowledge. So um, there's a there's a degree of quality control there when when I'm um, training them in that manner. So for me, passion, passion, and and it, it really screams out in an interview when someone really wants to be there. Yeah, great. I mean, and that's why um, I you know I think on the medical business academy, I know um. You know, talking to your wife, you know, um, is the whole customer service train. The reason why we created that was, you know, you all your staff would go on something which you could try and create that consistent culture across, you know, one location. If new staff are starting, it's it's going to be consistent. But then when you go into your second location again, um, you want that consistency, which a lot of business owners, they struggle with a little bit is once they go into a second location, you may find this is that, it's it's trying to keep that that quality uh, and that yeah. consistency, and um, it can be done absolutely. It's just it's always that little bit of a challenge because everyone's in. You can't be in both places at once, right? Yes, exactly. There's only one of one of us, you know. <laughs> well, there might be two of you. I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> you you uh, you seem to be always um, so busy with everything, and uh, you yeah. know, very active on, on on social, and you know, it's fantastic <laughs> to see. So. Um, Look, Dr. Sharma, I think, you know, that has been absolutely fantastic. I really appreciate your time on this and uh, really sort of giving some great insights and education for all of our members that, especially the ones that are really looking at setting up a practice and and are holding back because they're just a little bit unsure. But, I mean, what would you just sort of last remaining sort of um, any advice or tips that you can give people that are are sort of starting uh, in aesthetics on, on, on what to do? My greatest tip, and, and it's a tip I give my staff and my friends and things as well, is look, if you have an idea, go for it. Um, worst case, it, it may not go so well, that's fine. I'd, I'd rather um, go for an idea and it, and it not succeed rather than to keep thinking about it for 20 years, never do anything and live in regret. So, look, I've got no regrets in my life because whenever I think of an idea, I do it. Um, doesn't matter about the outcome. Uh, it's, it's the challenge of it and just do it is my advice. Yeah, great. No, that's fantastic. Hey, thank you so much for that interview. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate your time.